welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 486, for Saturday, September 8th, 2018. This is the BGG Page Views edition. Wait a second. It is September 8th. Am I actually getting this out on time? Astonishing. Well, I should do something special for anybody who has stuck with me this far through all of the inconsistency. So... How about instead of just doing a top 10 or a top 20, we'll do the top 50 of the week. How's that sound? If that sounds like a terrible idea to you, well then, please fast forward to the following timestamp. 12 minutes and 50 seconds. And you can pick up the top 20 there. Dropping 11 spots from 39 to 50 is Concordia by Matt Gertz, published by Rio Grande Games, with 6,751 views. That's a decline of 707, or 9.5%, from last week, and is 57 views fewer than last week's number 50. Concordia, released in 2013, has never charted in the top 10. At number 49 for the second week in a row is Eldritch Horror by Cory Kaneska and Nikki Valens, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 6,775 views. That's 24, more than Concordia, and a decline of 1.4%. The last time Eldritch Horror was in the top 10 was way back in 2015, on January 14th. Climbing from number 51 to number 48 is Pandemic Legacy Season 1 by Matt Leacock and Rob Davio, published by Z-Man Games with 6,821, 46 more than Eldritch Horror, a gain of 0.3%. Pandemic Legacy last hit the top 10 December 27th of last year. At number 47 is Viticulture. The Essential Edition, by Jamie Stegmeier, published by Stonemeyer Games, with 6,855, 34 more than Pandemic Legacy, an 11% increase. Viticulture, the Essential Edition, has never been in the top 10. The last time the original edition was, was on May 29th of 2013. Entering at number 46 is Carpe Diem, by Stefan Felt, published by Alia and Ravensburger, with 6,900, 45 more than Carpe Diem, and a little more than double what it had last week. Sliding from 41 to 45 is Seven Wonders, by Antoine Bauza, published by Repost Production, with 6,996, 96 more than Carpe Diem, a decline of 2.7%. The last time Seven Wonders was in the top 10 was on January 7th, 2015. Stepping back one spot from 43 to 44 is Twilight Struggle by Ananda Gupta and Jason Matthews, published by GMT Games with 7,025. 29 more than Seven Wonders, a decline of just less than 1%. Twilight Struggle last hit the top 10 July 27, 2016. Re-entering at number 43 is The Lord of the Rings, The Card Game, by Nate French, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 7,092, that is, 67 more than Twilight Struggle, and The Lord of the Rings last hit the top 10 February 19, 2014. Debuting at number 42 is Valparaiso, by Louis and Stefan Maltz, published by DLP Games, with 7,163, 71 
more than The Lord of the Rings. Dropping five spots from number 36 to number 41 is Pandemic by Matt Leacock, published by Z-Man Games with 7,386. That's a gap of 223, the largest gap we've seen so far, but a decline of 3.7% for Pandemic from last week. The last time it hit the top 10 was February 3rd of 2013, and that is the oldest one that we will hear from. Tumbling seven spots from 33 to 40 is The Castles of Burgundy by Stefan Felt, published by Alia and Ravensburger, with 7,487, 101 more than Pandemic, a decline of 6.1%. The Castles of Burgundy has never hit the top 10, uh, mainly because it predates this list. Stepping back one spot from 38 to 39 is Through the Ages, the second edition, by Vlada Kavadal, published by Czech Games Edition, with 7,643. That's a gain of 1.9%. It last hit the top 10 October 4th of last year. Climbing four spots, that's the biggest mover we've heard from so far, from 42 to 38, Terra Mystica, by Jens Drogemuller and Helga Ostertag, published by Z-Man Games, with 7,643. 11 more than through the ages, a gain of 6.7%, the largest gain we've heard from so far. Terra Mystica was last in the top 10 on May 3rd of last year. Falling 15 spots from 22 to 37 is Founders of Gloomhaven by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games, with 7,875, 221 more than Terra Mystica, but a decline of 24%, or 2,500, from last week. It was last in the top 10 just a few weeks ago, on July 14th. Entering at number 36 is The Edge, Dawnfall, by Mikal Orach and Marcin Schwerkat, published by Awaken Realms, with 8,047. Uh, the gap there between Founders of Gloomhaven and The Edge is 172. Sliding six spots from 29 to 35 is Star Wars Rebellion by Cory Kaneska, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 8,062, 15 more than The Edge, and a decline of 5.5% from last week. Rebellion was last in the top 10 of, on May 17th of last year. Dropping from number 12 all the way down to number 34 is Scythe, The Rise of Fenris by Jamie Stegmeier and Ryan Lopez de Vinaspre, published by Stonemeyer Games with 8,083, 21 more than Rebellion, a big decline of 45%. Falling from number 20 to number 33 is Terraforming Mars Prelude by Jacob Frixelius, published by Stronghold Games with 8,416. That is 333 more than the Scythe expansion and a decline of 25%. Sliding back four spots from 28 to 32 is Great Western Trail by Alexander Feaster, published by Stronghold Games with 8,483. Sorry about that. That's uh, 67 more than Terraforming Mars expansion, a decline of only 1.4%. Uh, 
The Great Western Trail was last in the top 10 on November 2nd, 2016. Falling out of the top 25, which is pretty infrequent. This one is usually in the top 20 or top 25, but down six spots to number 31 this week is Twilight Imperium, the fourth edition by Christian T. Peterson, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 8,504. Uh, 21, more than Great Western Trail, a decline of 4.1%. It was last in the top 10 in January of this year. Climbing five spots, so this is the biggest mover we've heard from. From number 35 to number 30 is Teotihuacan by Daniela Tacchini, published by NSKN Games with 8,593. 89 more than Twilight Imperium, a gain of almost 10% from where it was last week. It's been in the top 10 just once back on February 3rd. Sliding three spots to number 29 is Mage Knight Board Game by Vlada Kavadl, published by WizKids, with 8,873, 280 more than Teotihuacan, a gain of 0.2%. Its last entry in the top 10 was on December 17, 2014. Falling 17 spots from number 11 to number 28 is Detective, by Ignacy Trevichek, published by Portal Games with 9,317, about 440, in fact 444, more than Mage Knight, but down 38% from last week. Entering at number 27, Dinosaur Island, by Jonathan Gilmore and Brian Lewis, published by Pandasaurus Games with 9,357, 40, more than Detective, its last top 10 appearance was also on January 13th, same as uh, Twilight Imperium. Down two spots to number 26 is Rising Sun by Eric M. Lang, published by Simon and Guillotine Games with 9,513, 156 more than Dinosaur Island, down only 0.7% from last week. Rising Sun's last appearance in the top 10 was June 9th. Falling 11 spots from number 14 to number 25 is Keyforge by Richard Garfield, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 9,523, 10 more than Rising Sun, but a decline of 33%. Climbing 6 spots from number 30 to number 24 is War Room by Larry Harris Jr., published by Nightingale Games, with 9,951, 428 more than Keyforge, and a gain of 17% from last week. Uh, that is the biggest mover in position and views that we have had so far, but it is immediately eclipsed by our number 23 game, vaulting up from number 37, so a 14 view, uh, sorry, position gain, is Mansions of Madness, the second edition, by Nikki Valens, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 10,036. Uh, 85 more than War Room, but a gain of 31% from last week. The last time Mansions of Madness was in the top 10 was on February 1st, 2017. Tumbling out of the top 10, one of four games that has evacuated the top 10, from 10 to 22 
is Villainous by Prospero Hall, published by Wonderforge, with 10,391. That is 355 more than Mansions of Madness, but down 40% from last week. That is not the largest decline. We've actually already heard from the largest decline. That was Scythe, the Rise of Fenris, which lost 45%. Actually, we've also heard from our biggest gainer, That was Mansions of Madness, with a 31% gain. Entering at number 21 is Discworld, Ankh-Morpork, by Martin Wallace, published by Mayfair Games, with 10,596, 205 more than Villainous. There is a reason why it is here, and we will get to that a little bit later. Down two spots to number 20 is Kingdom Death Monster, by Adam Poots, published by Kingdom Death, with 10,688, 92 more than Discworld at number 21, and down 14% from last week, or almost 1,700 views. That spot at number 20 is also 573 fewer than last week's. Number 20. Re-entering the top 20, last week it was number 21, the week before 22, and now up to 19 for Gaia Project by Jens Drogemuller and Helga Ostertag, published by Z-Man Games with 11,018 views, 330 more than Kingdom Death Monster, a gain of 2.4%. In fact, it's returning after six weeks out of the top 20, and it's not because it has had a big gain. Again, as you just heard, it was only 2.5%, but rather the competition has fallen back down to the level that Gaia Project is holding. After two weeks at number 19, stepping up one spot to number 18 is The Seventh Continent by Ludovic Rudy and Bruno Sauté, published by Sirius Pulp with 11,285, 267 more than Gaia Project, but a decline of 3.1%. Sliding one spot to number 17 is Azul, by Mikael Kiesling, published by Plan B Games, with 11,595, 310 more than the Seventh Continent, but down 8.3% from last week. Entering at number 16 is Manitoba, by Marco Pranzo and Remo Consadori, published by DLP Games, with 11,713, 118 more than Azul. Climbing two spots to number 15 is Magnastorm by Baldrick and Friends, published by Fjordlandspiele with 12,298, 585 more than Manitoba, a decline of 2.6%. Entering at number 14, Starcadia Quest, that is, not Arcadia Quest, but Starcadia Quest, by Tiago Aranha Guillermo Goulart, Eric M. Lang and Fred Perret, published by Simon and Spaghetti Western Games, with 13,621. That's more than 1,400, or uh, just a little over 1,300, clear of Magnastorm, and far and away the largest gap that we have heard from so far. Holding at number 13 for the second week in a row is Brass Birmingham, by Matt Tolman, Martin Wallace, and Gavin Brown, published by Roxley Games, with 13,710, 
89 more than Starcadia Quest, and down 4.7% from last week. Sliding out of the top 10, after just one week, from number 9 to number 12, is Spirit Island by R. Eric Roos, published by Fabled Nexus, with 15,788, so just over 2,000 more than the brass re-implementation, but down 16% from last week. And also falling out of the top 10, ending a four-week run there, from number 7 to number 11, is Brass Lancashire, by Martin Wallace alone, also published by Roxley Games, with 16,937, about 1,150 more than Spirit Island, but down 15%, or almost 3,000 views from last week. Only 3,200 views separate Brass Lancashire now from Brass Birmingham. We have four debuts in the top 10, so the four games that have fallen out are, from number 7 to number 11, Brass Lancashire, from number 9 to number 12, Spirit Island, from number 10 to number 22, Villainous, and from number 3, right on out of the top 50, and way on down the list, The Ancient World. The first of our four debuts is at number 10, Vampire the Masquerade Heritage, by Babis Giannios, published by Nice Game Publishing, with 18,142, uh, 1,205 more than Brass, Lancashire, and 951 more than last week's number 10. Vampire the Masquerade is a role-playing game series, and so this is a, quote, quick-playing legacy game, unquote, set in that world, hence the heritage name, and plays out over 700 years of world history. Dropping back a spot to number 9 is Arkham Horror the Card Game by Nate French and Matthew Newman, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 19,060, almost a 1,000 more than uh, Vampire the Masquerade, down 1.4% from last week. Our second debut is at number 8, War Chest, by Trevor Benjamin and David Thompson, published by AEG, with 19,307, 247 more than Arkham Horror. It is, quote, a bag-building war game. And it's a fairly simple game, or it's designed to be a, a, a game with fairly simple rules. After two weeks at number six, sliding back one spot to number seven is Scythe, by Jamie Stegmeier, published by Stonemeyer Games with 22,257, almost 3,000 views more than War Chest, and down only 0.4% from last week. This is Scythe's 111th week in the top 10, tying it with X-Wing for number two on the most weeks list. Sliding one spot to number six is Everdell, by James A. Wilson, published by Starling Games with 23,366, 1,109 more than Scythe, and a gain of 1% from last week. Our third debut is at number 5, Nanty Narking, by Martin Wallace, published by Phalanx, with 23,000 
818, 452, 400, yes, 452, more than Everdell. Nanty Narking is, quote, a Victorian board game of wit and podsnappery, unquote. It's a re-implementation of Discworld, Ankh Morpork, which we heard from back at number 21. That game was published in 2011 and currently ranked just outside the top 400 on Board Game Geek. Both games are card-driven board games with 132 unique cards. At number four for the third consecutive week is Terraforming Mars by Jacob Frixelius, published by Stronghold Games with 24,007. 24,007. That's 189 more than Nanty Narking, or 3.7% less than last week. We're pretty tight there between number four and number six, as we see a, a gap of less than 1,000. One thing that should be clear if you have listened to the entire top 50, is that there are a lot of games that are just kind of hang around. They are evergreen titles. Even though they've been around for many years, some of them more than a decade, they still just pull down a few thousand page views every week. Another thing that is evident is that it's pretty tight, right? All the way up, once you get down outside the top 10, sometimes even outside the top 5, it, it really gets pretty tight all the way up and down the list. Uh, for example, Concordia, down at number 50 this week, had 6,751 views. Now, if you double that, you're going to get about uh, 13,600, somewhere around in there. That takes you all the way up to position number 14. So uh, between 14 and 50 is one doubling. Now, if you double that at number 14 double the views of Starcadia Quest with 13,600 takes you over the number four spot. So whereas uh, one doubling spanned 36 positions, the next doubling spans only nine. And it tends to gap out even more as you go up, as we will see. Debuting at number three, it's our highest debut, between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig by Ben Rossett and Matthew O'Malley, published by Stonemeyer Games with 30,265. That is over 6,000 views more than Terraforming Mars. This is a competitive tile-drafting game mixing the elements of Between Two Cities, at least in 2015 and ranked in the top 500 on Board Game Geek, and Castles of Mad King Ludwig, which was released in 2014 and is in the top 100, ranked number 84. This is the sixth of the last eight weeks that we have had a debut in the number three position. It's the third week in a row. And the other two in the last eight weeks, one was a re-entry after six months away, and the other one was one of our debuts spending a second week there. That was Keyforge a few weeks back. And of course, the reason why we're seeing these debuts at number three is much the same reason that we saw debuts at number two uh, for much of the last year. And for the time between Netrunner's reign at number one and Gloomhaven's reign at number one, why we would frequently see debuts at number one. There's a game that captures people's attention. A lot of people go and take a look at it. 
And so it becomes essentially the number one game, unless there's something in its way. And this week, and for the last five weeks, and most of the last eight weeks, there have been two somethings in the way. The first something in the way is at number two for the fifth consecutive week, and that is Gloomhaven by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games with 40,831, 10,500 more than between two castles of Mad King Ludwig, but down 6.7% from last week. This is only the fourth time in the history of the list that we have had five, a game at number two for five consecutive weeks. Uh, the previous ones to have done that were Star Wars Imperial Assault. It was number two to a succession of number ones, Blood Rage, Mistfall, Forbidden Stars, and then Star Wars Armada twice. Just earlier this year, uh, Rising Sun was number two to Gloomhaven for seven consecutive weeks. And then the other two are Netrunner. It was number two to Pathfinder Adventure Card Game for seven weeks, and then later to Marvel Dice Masters, Avengers vs. X-Men for eight consecutive weeks. I think we can expect that Root... Uh, not, uh, not that I spoiled the number one. Uh, I think we can expect that Gloomhaven will do something similar as it's going to take a game that's really going to take a stranglehold on the top to keep Gloomhaven out of it much as was true for Netrunner in late 2013 and through 2014. And that game right now, at number one for the fifth consecutive week, is Root by Cole Werley, published by Leader Games, with 50,354. Not quite 10,000 more than Gloomhaven, and a decline of almost 10%, or more than 5,000 views from last week. That gap now for between Gloomhaven and Root has narrowed down a little bit more. Last week it was uh, about 12,000, and this week it falls down under 10,000. Root becomes the 15th different game to have five or more weeks at number one, but it's only the ninth different game to have five or more consecutive weeks at number one, and every other game to have had five consecutive weeks went on to have at least seven weeks at number one. Not necessarily seven consecutive, but at least seven. So between that little fact of history and the fact that Root is keeping that gap open to Gloomhaven, we can probably expect to see Root here at number one for another week or two, maybe three. We'll have to see. And then, of course, we'll be coming up on Essen. For Saturday, September 8th, 2018.